Hallelujah. So, just give me just a second. I, I don't think you heard what I said just a second ago. You see, I'm going to tell you right now, when you want a miracle from God, you can't keep your mouth closed. You can't keep your mouth closed and get a miracle. And there are some of you that right now, you're just a little too proud to get a miracle. Okay, I... I I, I'm going to just say it. I, now, y'all don't know me, and so I'm just Bobby Wade, and if you're going to take 35 minutes to figure me out, you're going to be waiting a long time. I'm going to help you out. Please give me some monitor up here if you don't mind. I, I, I'm going to just help you all out right now. Some of y'all are too proud to get a miracle. Well, hallelujah. The, the way, give me just a second, brother. The way you get a miracle is through praise. You don't get a miracle through worship. You cannot cry and get a miracle. Well, praise the Lord. You cannot cry and get a miracle. Now, the reason I had them hold the music is not because it's not good, but you're not going to have this in the car on Monday. You're going to have to learn how to praise God when you're in that car by yourself. Oh, hallelujah. You're going to have to learn how to give God a praise when there ain't nobody in there. Somebody's got to open your mouth and give God a praise in this house. There are miracle power in this building right now. If I needed a miracle, I wouldn't be caring who's standing next to me. If I needed a miracle in my family, I wouldn't be worried about who's going to get on their nerves. I'd be giving God some praise because he's worthy of the praise. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, your cancer can get healed right now. I'm telling you right now, that tumor will disappear right now. telling you right now not at the end of service not at the altar call I'm talking about right now God will drive the infection out of your body right now okay that's a few of you I'm going to try it again God will drive the infection out of your body right this minute God will heal your kidneys right now. I said, God will heal your kidney issues right now. Right this minute. I'm telling you, the blood of Jesus will filter your kidneys right this minute. And you won't have to have dialysis another day. I feel the working of miracles in this house right now. Receive your miracle right now, sir, in the name of Jesus. Receive your miracle right now in the name of Jesus. Receive your miracle right now in the name of Jesus. Y'all think that's a little crazy, but if you needed the miracle they needed,
feel the victory of the Lord in this house. That what you feel is not from the music. That what you feel is from the Holy Ghost. It is the victory of the Lord in this house. of the Lord are in this house the angelic presence of the Lord the host of heaven came into this service just a few moments ago and they are loose to work in this building Oh. I, I was in a service some time ago. I was in a service some time ago, and uh, and. I'm just going to work with God. I hope that's okay. That's right. I, I've come to work with the Holy Ghost. I, I didn't come here to preach no sermon. I come here to work with God. God's getting ready to release a bunch of you. There's a mass deliverance getting ready to happen in this building. I don't know who had kidney issues in here, but just a moment ago, the Holy Ghost touched them. I'm telling you what I know, not what I think. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you, an infection just got driven out of somebody's body in this building. I'm telling you what I know, not what I think. Somebody's blood just got filtered in this service. No, I, I'm telling you what I know. Somebody's blood just got filtered in here. I was in a service some time ago, and uh, the Lord said to me, I want you to curse tumors in the building. And so I'm not crazy enough to do it. I'm smart enough to do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody said, well, I was, just, I was just crazy enough to believe God. No, you're dumb if you don't believe God. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. Well, I was just dumb enough to believe God. No, you're dumb if you don't believe God. If God says it, you're dumb not to believe it. If God says let down your net, you're dumb to not let down the net. So the Lord said to me, he said, I want you to curse tumors in the building. So I said, okay. And so I just went with it. And I said, I, said, I, I, I stood up there and I said, the Lord said to curse tumors in the building. And 
I did not know it, but there was a woman standing on this side of the church. And she had a three and a half inch tumor in her chest wall. When, when the Lord moved upon me to curse tumors, that woman began to praise the Lord. Because uh, she was obviously believed that God was going to do it for her. And when she got a hold of that, she began to praise the Lord for it like she already had it. You didn't catch that right there. You're going to have to praise the Lord for it like you already have it. You're going to have to praise the Lord for it like you already have it. Is that how you're going to praise God when you get the miracle? Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, every residual effect of any stroke, I curse it right now in the name of Jesus Christ, right now. My God. My God. Any residual effects of any stroke, I curse it right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus. I command weakness on any side of your body to be made whole right now. I'm not up here just saying this randomly. I'm, I'm, I'm operating in the Holy Ghost. So that woman began to praise the Lord for it like she already had it. Like she already had it. And when she did, the radiating power of the Holy Ghost come down and burnt that tumor right out of her body. She went to have a biopsy done on that tumor that next week and there was not a tumor to have a biopsy on. This is only the second place I've ever prophesied this to. But God's going to give this church authority over cancers. God's going to give this church authority over cancers. That when they pray, cancers will be eradicated out of their bodies. are going to go okay about 30 or 40 of you the others of you ought to praise the Lord for it right now you're going to pray for people you're going to pray for people and their t-cells are automatically going to be increased their ability to fight infection is going to accelerate. 
It's in this building right now. It's in this building right now. Now, now, now what's in here, what's in here currently, what's moving in this building currently is the gift of faith. Just a few moments ago, you could literally feel, you literally could feel like the, whole, the, the atmosphere, like somebody went over and turned the thermostat up. hallelujah what happened was what has been demonstrated is that when you praise the Lord it releases the victory of the Lord and the gift of faith I did not bring that it was already hovering over this atmosphere you simply needed to know what to do with what was going on Now, let me help you out with something. You see, our precious pastor's wife here today has been given her life back. Listen to me very closely. She has been given her life back. But what you must understand, how many in this building has the Lord ever healed you of anything? Well, look at this, at, look at this, uh, look at this. What an amazing thing. There are some of you that's been healed in this service just about 10 minutes ago. It's still in here right now. Hallelujah. So listen to me. Once you have been healed of something, uh, very closely listen to me. Uh, once you've been healed of something, you now have authority over what you have been healed of. You now have authority over it. Once you've been healed of cancer, you now have authority over the cancer. Once you have been healed of kidney issues, you now have authority over the kidney issues. Once you have been... Once that has happened, once... So, ladies and gentlemen, that is, you must understand, that is the testimony of Jesus. Listen very closely. Uh, somebody said, well, Brother Wade, that's my testimony. Uh, that's only partially true. Uh, that is not just your testimony. Uh, that is the testimony of Jesus. Uh, now, you must remember that the Bible says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when you release your testimony, you release prophecy into the atmosphere. Oh my God, help me. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. 
you release the prophecy, you release prophecy. Now listen to me, brother. Prophecy is God's intent. It's God's intent. When you release your testimony, it releases what God intends to do. You, you are telling that, you are telling that not by happenstance. You're not telling that uh, from a point of just uh, coincidence. You, uh, God has allowed you uh, to come in contact with the individual for you to release the testimony of Jesus. And when you do that, uh, you are telling them, if God healed my marriage, he's going to heal yours. Oh, hallelujah. I wish you'd testify next to somebody next to you and tell them God did it for me. And I release my testimony. I release prophecy into your life. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody praise the name of the Lord in here. So when this pastor's wife releases her testimony, the residue of that testimony is hanging in the atmosphere of this church. Ah, she's not the only one who has been healed of cancer. Ah, listen to me. She's not the only one that's been healed of that. But she won't be the last either. There's going to be more and multiplication of the miracle power where the radiating power of God drives out cancer and incurable disease. You see, my brothers and sisters, you see, Aaron and Tiffany Anderson, when I first met them, uh, I hope you don't have a roast in the oven because it's going to burn. We're going, God is going to take care of some stuff here today. Hallelujah. Now, I met Aaron and Tiffany Anderson when they didn't have any children. It was medically impossible for them to have children. Medically impossible. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Until you struggled and until you struggled to have children, you can't really you can't really get a hold of that. Praise the Lord. And they were in Brazil. I met them in Brazil. And they were working with God. But they had an empty place in their lives. And they had, and they were at a meeting. And the Lord moved upon a man of God to pray for them. And to prophesy over them, my brothers and sisters. Because Prophecy is God's intent. You see, God, God sees the end from the beginning. He has an eternal purpose. 
And when he has an eternal purpose, he looks for somebody to partner with so that he can get the purpose accomplished. Uh, hallelujah. And so the word of faith was spoken over their lives. And not only did God give them one child, God gave them multiple children. But my brothers and sisters, and I'm seeding the atmosphere of Brazil right this with this right now. There are areas they're going to go into that is filled with barrenness. But when they go into the neighborhood, that which could not before produce is going to produce. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. You ain't hearing what I'm saying right now. When they release their testimony, others that could not have children are instantly going to become, their womb is going to open. They're I know what I'm talking about. Somebody ought to praise the Lord in here. Now listen to me. Very closely. I, I love working with God, bro. I truly enjoy working with God. Because he makes you to know what you cannot know on your own. Praise the Lord. Listen, I, I, he, he makes you to know. And this is not just for preachers. This is not just for preachers. In just a moment, a cloud of depression is getting ready to lift off of some of you. Oh, hallelujah. How many has been dealing with that? You've been dealing with a little bit of depression. It's okay. Lift your hand. You, you've been dealing with a little bit of that? Okay. Well, in just a moment, it's getting ready to lift totally off of you. Because you're getting ready to receive understanding. Now, because of what this church has done today in sowing into the field that many of you will never touch physically what has happened is is that because you have done that you have seeded this soil with an international harvest okay well all right You have seeded this soil with an international harvest. What that means is that this is truly going to be a house of all nations. You seeded the atmosphere with it. You seeded the soil with it. To you, it was just being good and nice to a good couple that was doing the work from God. But in the eyes of God, you were sowing into a harvest that was not yet here. 
Now, we're going to, y'all can go sit down. Praise the Lord. We're not going to have no more music right now. Praise the Lord. And uh, the music has done incredible. Praise God. Now, now, y'all, I only have two days here, praise the Lord. American Airlines, I was supposed to have three days, but American Airlines messed that up for me, praise God. So I only have two days, praise the Lord. And uh, that's unless the pastor's wife likes me and then I'll be back. Praise God. Now, a, a lot of you are getting ready uh, this this, some of you did not raise your hand because of uh, d- d- dealing with and feeling this depression. But uh, there are more of you that are dealing with these weights. Hallelujah. And it's going to be lifted from you. Hallelujah. But it's going to be lifted from you because you're going to receive understanding. Now, let me help you with something here today. If you have... now. Brother Wade, how did you know that there was going to be miracles here today? Well, I discerned it before I got here. Hallelujah. When I come into a place, uh, uh, when I come into a church, I, I come in with a blank slate. In other words, I don't come in with a prearranged agenda. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, I have some of these precious media people get upset at me because, uh, you know, I come in, I don't have, you know, I don't have all the scriptures laid out and the title laid out, praise God. That's just not how God works with me. Nothing wrong with that. It's just don't, how he don't work. That's how he works with me, praise the Lord. God's getting ready to give us victory over mental maladies. Now, let me help you out with that. God's getting ready to give us victory over mental maladies. I'm talking about autism. I'm talking about autism. I talk about Asperger's. I talk about dementia. I talk about Alzheimer's. Some of you know somebody that's afflicted with autism. And you ought to be praising God for them right now. You ought to be praising the Lord that the Lord is turning that. I sever autism from them right now in the name of Jesus. I say in the name of Jesus, autism is leaving them right now. I said, it's leaving them right now. You have afflicted that child long enough. And I say in the name of Jesus, whatever malady they have, it's being reversed right now. Somebody better praise the Lord. Uh, 
See, I'm going to tell you something. That which does not trouble you is not going to trouble God. In other words, you have to get tired of it first. In order for you to make a petition, see the devil has lied to some of you and has told you you can't do anything about it. He has told you you're going to have to just live with that. First of all, I want you to know if you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you do not have to live with that. the Lord you do not have to you, I'm tired of seeing our families afflicted and, and afflicted with, with, with seeing their children afflicted with stuff don't even know how don't even know how they got it don't even know how it came upon them it's one thing to have something you can explain. It's another thing to have something you can't. Oh, God. And they don't have no medical, they don't have no medical reasoning for any of this stuff. Ah, uh, that lets me know it's a torment. And it's not, it's not, are you hearing me right now? I'm feeling just a tad resistance, but I'm going to plow on through it anyway. It's a, it's a torment. Brother Anderson, it did not come from God. And we got to stop acting like it came from God. That thing is devouring your peace. That thing is devouring your strength. It's eating up your joy. And that is not the will of God. Oh, somebody better worship the Lord right now and praise the Lord. My God. I don't know if I was a parent in here and I had a child that was manifesting any of those symptoms. I sure wouldn't be uh, proclaiming over them, you have this. What I would be saying is, you're manifesting the symptoms, but in the name of Jesus, I say in the name of Jesus, I command a reversal to happen. It shall be done. It shall be done. I'm driving it out of my house. Now, my God. My God. My God. You know what I sense right now, Brother Aaron Anderson? You know what I sense right now? What I sense right now is I sense like this, the gift of faith, I can see it in a vision. It's like this huge plow going through this sanctuary. And those deep-rooted conditions 
that have been laying there that the devil has lied to some of you and told you was not going to move I can see in the Holy Ghost that like a plow coming through this sanctuary and uprooting it uprooting it uprooting it there's an uprooting going on here right now there's an uprooting going on right now God is uprooting the issue come on it's getting tore up Bring that sister down here to me. Come down here to me, ma'am. Come right here. Yes, ma'am, you. Come right down here. Such as I have, give I unto you. I loose the gift of faith upon you now. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, that you will have total victory and total joy. In the name of Jesus. It's yours. Go ahead and possess it, ma'am. I loose you from every torment right now. I loose you from fear right now in the name of Jesus. I loose you from the I loose from you all fear. All fear go right now. My God. Ma'am, ma'am, I want you to listen to me very closely. I very rarely do this, but you have been tormented by fear. Is that right? You have been tormented for a long time by fear. But the Lord this day, right now, that fear has crippled you. That fear has sidelined you. It has caused you to become paranoid. That is a lie from hell. And it has lied to you and told you it's not the will of God for you to have joy. It, and this has trickled down into every area of your life. But I have been alerted by that. I've been alerted to that. By the Holy Ghost. I say to you, this day, the assignment has been canceled. Fear is gone. It's gone. The joy of the Lord. Take the spirit of heaviness off, ma'am. And put on the garment of praise. Put on the garment of praise. No more insomnia. No more staying up at night. 
no more tormenting. Now listen. Back in February, I was in a service. Um, are y'all okay? Because we're... God's... I still feel a little resistance concerning this autism situation. Hallelujah. And that's because of our society. Yeah, come on. Hallelujah. It's because we don't know how to deal with it. And because we don't know how to deal with it, we just take it for what it is. Many of you are dealing with stuff that you just don't know how to deal with it. So you just let it go. And you finally resigned yourself to accepting it. Hallelujah. I was in February of this year. Um, can, can I have a few minutes? Okay. Because um, we're seeding the atmosphere with some stuff. And God's plowing some stuff up. Things must first be plowed before they can be seeded. And so, we're getting ready to address the spirit of fear in here. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to address some of you that have been living with fear for your whole lives. It's getting ready to lift. And not just lift, it's getting ready to leave you. And we're going to shut the door to it. Okay, that's about five of you. That's okay. So in February, I was in this service, and um, uh, I was there in this, uh, in this district youth event, and uh, there wasn't much going on, praise the Lord. I don't mean that rudely, but that's just the way it was. Uh, wasn't much going on. People were doing whatever they were doing, rather, but they, their heart wasn't in it. Uh, and so I got bored Hallelujah. And I left out of the meeting. And I went to take some stuff to my car. And on the way in, the Lord said to me, I want you to manifest the kingdom on somebody's behalf. Now, sis, you're shaking your head, yes. But you were called to manifest presence. Hallelujah. Well, you don't believe that, but you were anointed and designed to manifest presence. Okay. I'll, I'll say it again. You were anointed and filled with his spirit to manifest his presence. You are anointed to manifest presence. That means everywhere you go, something should manifest out of you. And the early church believed this. They believed that you should manifest presence everywhere you go. They believed that if you was in the, in the, in the marketplace, you should be manifesting presence. 
you should be manifesting presence. The early church believed this in so much that they laid their sick in the streets so that when Peter walked past them, he, he was manifesting the presence so strongly that when he passed by them, that his shadow fell on them and they were instantly healed. Now, I'm not there yet, but I'm going there, praise the Lord. I'm not there, you're not there yet, but we're going there. We're going there. Not so we can boast about our works, but so that he will get glory. And because I'm going to tell y'all something right now. You're not going to out-philosophy this world. You're not going to out-philosophy and you're not going to out-educate this world. Oh, but Paul said, I didn't come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, but I came to you in power and demonstration. It was not man's wisdom that healed that man's rotator cuff in Brazil. So the Lord says to me, he says, I want you to manifest the kingdom on somebody's behalf. Well, when I walk in the sanctuary, there's not much going on. I must confess to you, it was dead as four o'clock. And they, there was people up there boo-hooing and crying and uh, laying on each other, huddling up with each other, feeling sorry for one another. See, I'm convinced that most of what we call worship is nothing more than feeling sorry for ourselves. Uh, I better go. I, uh, praise the Lord. It, it, most of what we call worship is not, because when worship goes forth, something is supposed to happen. When real worship goes forth, it looses the gifts of healing. Not the working of miracles, the gifts of healing. And there is a difference. The gifts of healing are the only spiritual gift in scripture that's plural. Because it deals with the mind. And it deals with the soul. And it deals with the wound in your emotions. so I walked in and they called themselves worshiping but they really weren't worshiping because there was no healing moving Amen. okay that's just facts and so when I walk in there I see a young girl about 17 years of age sitting in a wheelchair and when I walked in there instantly pastor instantly my spirit became inflamed against it Instantly became irritated. And it wasn't my human spirit. It was the spirit of God. I discerned how God felt about that. Oh, hallelujah. I discerned how God felt about that. How God felt about that girl being in that wheelchair. And I walked over there to the situation. And I looked and I assessed for a minute the situation. And they were crying and feeling sorry for her. 
And about that time, I had all I could take. And God had all he could take. And I walked up to the end of the situation. And in my nice gingerly way, I took authority over the situation. And I laid my hand on that girl's head. Now, I have a 19-year-old daughter. When I laid my hand on her head, it was as if I could see my own daughter sitting in that chair. And then I got even more inflamed about it. It was almost like, can you imagine if Madison was in that chair? That's, that's what initially, you know, what you think. What if my daughter was in that chair? I didn't have a mind's vision of that, but I just thought, man, what if Madison was in this chair? How would I want somebody to pray for her? Uh, that's what you get to thinking. Well, my brother, I laid my hand on that girl's head and I commanded that infirmity to loose her. And in about three minutes, she leaped up out of that chair. She leaped up out of that wheelchair. She leaped up out of that wheelchair. Now I'm going to help y'all with something. Are you ready? I'm going to help you with something. Because after that, after that happened, I looked at the girl's mother. And I said to the mother, uh, I said, ma'am, what is wrong with your daughter? Now you must get a hold of this. What is wrong with your daughter? She said to me, my daughter is not sick. I said, what do you mean your daughter's not sick? What, why is she in a wheelchair? She said to me, my brother, she said to me, my daughter does not have a medical condition. My daughter has a disorder. Where? anxiety and fear would get a hold of my daughter and paralyzed her from the waist down. Oh my Lord. Paralyzed her from the waist down. And that which the devil had done to that girl physically is what the devil has done to a bunch of you spiritually. You, you are sitting here in spiritual wheelchairs and God is saying, wait a second, my spirit is inflamed against that. You ain't hear what I'm saying yet. I come to address the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus that has crippled you, that has made you crippled. I come to loose you of that right now in the name of Jesus. I say truth, church, get up right now. Arise, arise. God, you see, the devil doesn't care if you talk about walking in something, just as long as you never walk in it. 
he does not care about you talking about how great a harvest you're going to have just as long as you never have it. Just as long as you yourself along in your spiritual wheelchair I got them right where I want them but he made a terrible error in judgment because on October the 29th on October the 29th 2023 is the day we got out of our chair It's the day we stop being apprehensive. It is the day that we stop being mediocre. It's the day. Now listen to me. My God. Now see, brother, every time See, I'm going to tell you, the word of the Lord is like a hammer that breaks the rocks in pieces. What I am discerning here from the Lord is that through the course of this service, more and more is being uprooted. Mindsets are being torn down. See, I'm going to tell you something about the joy of the Lord. Most people, they don't get a hold of it. But the joy of the Lord, they act as if it's not the will of God for them to have joy. And the reason why is because they have settled that joy is strictly an emotion. Well, praise the Lord. They have settled it that joy is strictly an emotion. And because they have settled it, that joy is strictly an emotion, they have lived from one emotional roller coaster to the next. But I would propose to you, ma'am, that joy is not an emotion. Joy is a fruit that I bear. Joy is a fruit that I bear. Now, no tree, ma'am, eats of its own fruit. God help me. No tree eats of its own fruit. Ma'am, I'm having a lot of fun right now. I, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm having a lot of fun. Joy is a fruit that I bear. Now, I don't eat of my own fruit. So when I come up on somebody that, like you, that did not have any joy, you see, my dear sister, I, when I come up on somebody like you, and I see that you don't have any joy, well, I have joy. Not because I'm the source of joy, but because I'm connected to the source of joy. 
but because I'm connected to the source of joy. So when I come upon somebody that don't have no joy, I can reach out to them and say, such as I have, give I unto you in the name of Jesus. Receive joy right now. In the name of Jesus, receive joy right now. Reach a hold of somebody next to you and say, in the name of Jesus, such as I have, give I unto you. I give it to you. I release it to you. as I have give I unto you such as I have my God such as I have such as I have give I unto you receive joy I have peace you can have peace because I'm connected to the source of peace. Jesus is that source. And because I'm a conduit and he is the vine and I'm the branches. Hold of that hand again. Oh God. Now we're getting ready to pray a prayer together. We're getting ready to pray a prayer together. This is the beauty of the body. Every joint supplieth. Hallelujah. Now we're going to pray a prayer together. We're going to say it together. We're going to say it with the same intensity by which I say it. If you're a timid person, this is the time to lose your timidity and get bold. In just a moment, all wait. And every unnecessary weight is going to be lifted. Repeat after me and say it with the same intensity. Now listen, in order for you to get victory, you have to turn your eyes off the problem and get them on Jesus. I, I just felt to say this just now. If you're going to go home with the victory, the victory's not staying in this building. It's going home with you. It's going home with you. This idea that you can only have victory in the building is a lie. It is a lie. Praise the Lord. 
So you must turn your eyes off the problem and get them on Jesus. And then we're going to praise the Lord. After we speak the word of faith together. And it's going to be marvelous. Hallelujah. This is what I call practicum. You hear about it, but now you must practice it. Hallelujah. Nothing bugs me more than going to school and not, and not no reason and no place to apply what I learned. Hallelujah. Are you ready? By the authority of the word of God. And by the power that is in the name Jesus. I sever from you right now. Every unnecessary weight. Every bit of heaviness that's been on your mind. I bind it right now in the name of Jesus. And I loose it from you right now. And I command the liberty of the Holy Ghost to come upon you. In the name of Jesus. Now open your mouth and begin to praise the Lord. Begin to praise the Lord. It's God. It's lifting. It's lifting. Every unnecessary weight. Now, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Now, okay. So, how many feel has lifted from you? How many feel it has lifted from you? How many feels that heaviness and that weight that you've been carrying? Okay. All right. Now, I want to help you understand something. Now, the entry level of working with God, and you must believe that God wants to work with you. You must believe that God wants to work with you. You must believe that God wants to work with you. Our problem is, is that we get to judging what God said against our past. We preach that God is omniscient, that God knows everything, but we don't believe it. We don't believe it, because if we believed it, brother, then when God said to Jeremiah, you are my prophet, and Jeremiah says, you got the wrong guy. 
And God's like, wait a second. I'm God. You see, my brother, we don't believe that God is omniscient because how could God work with me knowing my past? How would God work with me knowing my yesterdays? And so what happens is we end up doubting. That's not humility, ladies and gentlemen. That's pride. That's pride. It's not humility saying, oh, no, not me, not me. That's not humility. That's pride. How are you going to say something opposite of what God's saying? I'm going to help some of you right now that have been struggling with your past night and day, day and night, night and day, day and night, and you can't get a breakthrough in God. I'm going to give you a newsflash here today. God factored in all of your failures before he called you, before he anointed you. He factored in every mistake. He knew you was going to lie. Okay. So, you must first believe that God wants to work with you. That God, now, the entry level, I'll pick up more of this tomorrow, but I want to seed the atmosphere of your house with this entry level. Do y'all have a few minutes or are y'all ready to go? Okay. So, the entry level, now when you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you received the capacity to discern. Oh, hallelujah. The gifts of the Spirit are not spooky. They're not meant to be weird. And they're not only for about five people. Hallelujah. They're not only meant for five or six people. God wants to work with every one of you in the gifts of the Spirit. Somebody say, that's me. Okay. So you have the ability to discern. My brothers and sisters, the gift of discerning of spirits is not weird. It's like a radar. It's like a radar. And when you walk and drive out of this parking lot today and you start driving up and down the road, see, I'm, some of you are getting ready to get a quick exit from all this depression that's been hanging out with you. You're getting ready to get, watch, I, I know what I'm talking about. You're getting ready to get a quick exit out of that because you have believed a lie. And when you believe a lie, you empower the liar. 
You see, brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you something. I had somebody tell me the other day, and it was the dumbest statement I've ever heard on this planet. They said to me that God gave them depression. And I'm like, well, why are you taking a pill to get rid of it then? the Lord you're taking, a, you, you're taking that pill because you're trying to get rid of it why are you taking that pill if you're not trying to get rid of it hallelujah I, I better not see I believe it's absolutely wrong and it's egregious to the spirit of God and it's an affront to the spirit of God to confess to something that God didn't give you Okay, I ain't got a whole lot of amens about that right there. But it is an affront to the spirit of God. To, to, it is an affront to, for you to confess to something God didn't give you. So when you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you have the ability to discern. You can, you can it's like a radar, can pick up stuff in the atmosphere. So when you leave this service today, and you're driving down that neighborhood or you're driving down the road and you, and you feel like, oh my Lord, uh, I feel depressed. I feel depressed. I feel depressed. Well, our first inclination is to own it because we felt it. But just because you felt it doesn't mean you have it. My brothers and sisters, you are feeling depression because God is alerting you to what's going on in that neighborhood. Hear me right now. God is alerting you to what's going on in the region around you. This region is full of depression. This region is full of it. Oh, God, help me. Some of you need to cast that imagination down right now. It's a lie. There's people coming here on a weekly basis. On a weekly basis battling depression. No wonder the singers are battling, are battling mentally. No wonder, no wonder the ministry goes through mental attacks. It's because God's alerting them to what's going on before you get here. Oh, oh God, help. Is this making sense or am I just out in left field somewhere? You see, my brothers and sisters, you can discern because you have the Holy Ghost. You can pick up what's going on at your workplace. You may be feeling that because somebody at your job is on the verge of killing themselves. You're not suicidal. Stop saying, I feel like I'm going to kill myself. That is a lie from hell. Stop saying, I feel worthless. You are not worthless. You have great value in God's kingdom. I'm uprooting something else right here, right now. 
Oh, God. Stop saying stuff out of your mouth. Your mouth is creating atmospheres. Your mouth is creating atmospheres. When you come in this service, it, when you come through those doors, you ought to be coming in here saying, today, somebody's going to get loosed. Somebody is going to have some victory up in here. We're going to have people get the Holy Ghost before the preaching. We're going to have people get baptized before the preaching. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That's why you got to stop walking around and saying stuff like, I'm poor. Okay. You got to stop walking around saying stuff like, I'm poor. You got to stop it. Because poor is a mentality. I might be broke. That's a temporary status. But I'm not poor. In other words, I'm not going to be this way forever. Oh, hallelujah. We might be eating pork and beans right now. But baby, filet mignon's on the way. But I tell you right now, every spoon of pork and beans, I'm going to give God some praise because I'm going to praise my way out of it. Oh, somebody shout, I'm going to praise the Lord anyway. Now, so when you begin to feel these things, when you begin to feel these things, do not automatically own them. Amen. You must ask where they are coming from. Hallelujah. You must ask where is this coming from? Because discernment is not a word of knowledge. Discernment is not a word of knowledge. You must inquire. Now let me break it down in 2023 vernacular. You must ask. You're not. Every problem is a prayer problem. Every answer that doesn't get met is, a, is an answer that wasn't prayed about. God does nothing except through prayer. Okay. We've been here a while. I'm not trying to wear you out. But you must ask. You must inquire. And God will give you the answer. Praise the Lord. Now, in this service, praise the Lord, in this service today, as I got in here and I began to discern, I began to discern about halfway through this service, I began to discern, to discern and work with God concerning the working of miracles. Hallelujah.
And over and over and over again, God began to deal with me about it. And began to deal with me about driving out infection out of bodies. Then God began to cause me to prophesy about kidneys. The Lord allowed me to discern and to know what was already here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That doesn't make me special. I've just learned how to partner with God. And if you ask God, he'll partner with you. He doesn't want to use you. Now that's, he doesn't want to use you. For me to suggest that God wants to use you is he only wants something to do with you as long as he can get something out of you and then throw you in the closet like a dirty shoe. But God is into partnership. God's looking at Truth Church and saying, I want to partner with you. I'm going to partner with you. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's stand to our feet. We're all getting ready to go home. Let's give the Lord some praise. Uh, the Lord has helped us. Come on, give the Lord some praise. If the Lord has touched you in any way, if the Lord has lifted you, if the Lord has lifted a burden from you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let's praise the Lord. God has, God has seeded the atmosphere with a bunch of stuff here today. And victory has been had. I got to thinking about the miracle. I got to thinking about how God has given your pastor's wife's life back. I got to thinking about that. And then when I get to thinking about that, because of that testimony, every week you have a testimony. I, I want you to get a hold of that. Every week a testimony stands before you. And it's the spirit of prophecy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sis, go home and be at peace. I'm going to tell some of you that have a problem with chronic complaining. Okay, I better not. I, I'm gonna, I, I'm, I now, see, the Lord just alerted me to this. I, it just came to me just now. Just now. This very second, it came to me, ma'am. Fourteen plagues came upon Israel because of complaining. Fourteen plagues came upon Israel, not on Egypt, on Israel, because they constantly complained. No matter what God did for them, 
they complained about it. I'm giving you an apostolic command. Go home and bless your house. I say in the name of Jesus, go home and bless your house. Many of you are cursing the environment with what you're saying out of your mouth. You're complaining all the time. Is this okay? Am I all right? You're complaining all the time. It's no wonder you continue to go through one revolving door after another of despair. Because you haven't learned the art of gratitude. The Lord said to me, Brother Davis, the Lord said to me, do you want to know the gateway to a reprobate mind? The Lord said, would you like to know a gateway to a reprobate mind? I said, well, sure, I don't know. He said, well, it's found in your Bible. He said, Paul picks up the pen in Romans 1 and said, there was a people that knew him as God, but did not glorify him as God. And then the back end of that was, neither were they thankful. If there's more complaining come out of your mouth than gratitude. See, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get on that. I, I. I, I'm sorry. If there's more complaining going out of your mouth than gratitude, it's no wonder your joints are getting weak. It's no wonder you're starting to have muscle aches. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now, and I'm not backing out. I said, it's no wonder that you're having body pains and aches and headaches all the time. It's because you've literally prophesied it into your own house. I feel the sword of the Lord going through here again. My God. There is yet another wave in this service. If you lift your hands right now and repent for every time you've complained, I'm telling you, and you will begin to prophesy blessing over your house. This is not time to be passive. It's time to be bold. You weren't, you weren't passive when you was complaining. God heard it and made a record of it. And now you must repent of it. Lord, forgive me for every time I've complained. 
Lord, yesterday I ranted and raved. Yesterday I ranted and raved about American Airlines. Lord, I ask you to forgive me for complaining about my travel schedule. I didn't like it, but Lord, your hand was probably in it somewhere, and I didn't see it. But Lord, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you that I made it to Denison, Texas. I thank you that I made it here. It wasn't how I originally planned, but I made it here. Wow. The next time, next time one of your children gets on your nerves, say, Lord, thank you for this child. Because there's folks that couldn't have no children. Somebody buried their baby today. Lord. This house has got issues, but at least I have a house. This car has problems, but at least I have a car. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why I refuse to sit around and cry and moan. And I'm not going to do it. I have done it, but I'm not going to be doing it. I, I'm not going to be, I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not making a practice of it. Because you're going to be judged for every idle word. Let that sink in. You know what that simply means, ma'am? Every word that doesn't produce a harvest, God's going to judge it. every word that's not employed with God's purpose he judges it see I'm going to tell you something bro I'm going to tell you why I don't sit around and do that because God gave me my life back I used to weigh over 600 pounds I ain't joking. I used to weigh over 600 pounds. And God, now listen, I, I'm not, please do not applause when I say that. I'm not going on Jenny Craig. I'm not going on Oprah Winfrey. God gave me my life back. I've lost over 500 pounds. You mean to tell me I'm going to stand up here and not give God praise? You mean to tell me God gave me my life back and gave me the ability to live for my family and live with my family? You came too late. I ain't got nothing to complain about. He's been good to me. And I don't want no plagues in my house because I can't return praise to God. All right. So your assignment for today, are y'all coming back tomorrow night? Yes. Okay, because your assignment, you better not miss tomorrow night. 
Praise the Lord. Your assignment for tonight is to go home and bless your house. And say, Lord, we repent for every echoing word of complaint. And we turn it and we say, and we, re we retract those words and we release blessing. And stop saying I'm depressed. Stop saying it. In the name of Jesus. Because you're, you're discerning. But it's lifted from you. Praise God. 